It is my pleasure to have served on the Balash Scholars Committee, which is uh, a committee of the program and the president of Star King School for the Ministry for the last 21 years. And our speaker today, Lajlo Mayor, also known as Lati, is uh, the 21st scholar to come. And he studied sociology in 2006-2007 at Sapienza Hungarian University of Transylvania. And after a year, he joined the Protestant Institute of Theology in Kolesvár. He finished his initial theological studies there in 2011 and has been serving as assistant minister in the Unitarian Congregation of Dacht, while he also completed a master's degree in theology and at the same time a master's in pastoral care in Babash Bolyai University. He remains the parish minister in Dacht and he hopes to go back there in June with great fanfare. It's a village of 500 people and 350 of them are members of the Unitarian Church, village, Unitarian Church there. He's organized all kinds of events and other things there and he's accompanied this year by his wife uh, Orsi and his three and a half year old delightful daughter Bori who are Unfortunately, not with him this morning, but they have been up here at church, and I hope you'll see them again at some time. So without further ado, I'm going to let Lachi talk to you. Thank you. Uh, Welcome, everybody. And it's a really... Uh, I'm really glad and it's an honor being here and uh, uh, talked uh, uh, with you and for you. So right at the beginning, so you see a picture of a road and a big rainbow. So uh, we will see that uh, my village, my congregation is uh, on the... No, no, no. Is uh, right on the valley. It's coming a valley, and the village is there. And uh, <coughs> uh, this picture was taken in a moment where we were reparating the organ, and uh, with the master who was the who did the reparation, <coughs> we just came back to village with some uh, um, uh, tools for the organ, and uh, it was after rain, and when we uh, came to this road and I saw the rainbow, I felt that uh, we are doing the right thing because <clears throat> I felt that the valley, the village is blessed. And uh, coming from a Judeo-Christian tradition and uh, from a uh, culture who are using the, we are using the Bible and uh, you know the rainbow is the symbol of the connection with God and the people and I felt that okay we are doing the right thing because we are blessed and that's what we need to do um, <clears throat> I just I had just started the second semester at the Starking and um, I think in the first semester the the best um, quote, the best sentence 
for me is, uh, is coming from a book uh, and the sentence is first of all we had to quit playing God um, <clears throat> and coming back to the presentation so this is the title of my presentation Simplicity is the ultimate sophistication this is the quote from uh, Leonardo da Vinci from the Italian uh, great person so I, I am trying to share some ideas I'm trying to share some um, values which I I tried to not just to read, not just to uh, have them, but to live them. And I tried to, to build my life and uh, my life through seminary and to parish ministry that to have some really, ba really basic and important values which keep me on my way. And uh, this is one of them. And when I stepped here in Berkeley and I found this other quote, that first of all, we had to quit playing God, that, that meant really a lot of for me. And what does it mean to play God? Uh, Rabbi Rabbi Shapiro said that it means living under the delusion that life is controllable. It means constantly struggling <clears throat> to maintain the illusion that you are controlling it. I think we need to quit the idea that we can control our lives. There are some issues which we can choose them, but the life itself, we cannot control it. I choose some texts from from manual of Epictetus from the ancient Greek um, philosopher because that that book was like a second uh, a handbook or manual for for my formation as a minister and uh, how I am thinking and how I see. Uh, the ministry and uh, my life. So, <clears throat> the, from the manual of Epictetus, there are coming some texts. Of existing things, some are in our power, others not in our power. In our power are conception, effort, desire, aversion, and in a word, whatever are our actions. But not in our power are the body, property, reputation, rulers, and in a word, whatever are not our actions. Also, things in our power are by nature free, unhindered, unimpeded, but things not in our power are weak, slavish, hindered, 
and belonging to others. So remember that if what is by nature slavish you think free and what's in others your own, you will be hindered, you will mourn, you will be disturbed and you will blame both gods and humans. But if you think only yours is yours and another's just as it is another's, no one will ever compel you, no one will hinder you. You will not blame anyone nor accuse someone. Not one thing will you do unwilling, no one will harm you, you will have no enemy, for you will suffer no harm from anyone. So aiming at such great things, remember that it is not necessary moderately moving to take hold of them, but to give up some things completely and carry over others for the present. Even if you intend these things and to rule and buy wealthy, perhaps you may not bring about these latter because of also aiming at the former, and you may fail to get these, by which alone freedom and happiness are gained. So at once practice saying to every disturbing impression, you are an impression and not the complete manifestation. Then examine it and test it by these rules which you have, first and foremost in which is this, whatever it concerns things in our power or not in our power, and if it does not concern something in our power, let the reason for that be handy, it is nothing to me. Another part from this handbook. Do not be excited by any advantages of others. If the horse being excited should say, I am beautiful, it could be endured, but when you being excited say, I have a beautiful horse, be aware that you are excited about a good of the horse. What then is yours? The use of impression. Therefore, when you have <coughs> the use of impressions according to nature, then get excited, for then you will be getting excited about something good in your power. So after these quotes from Rabbi Shapiro and the book of Epictetus, and uh, I would like to step to the second part of my uh, presentation and being here, and try to show some pictures about my life and about my congregation, and uh, how my life at home reflects for myself these ideas and these values. So I spent four years in that congregation and uh, in those four years we did a lot of things. We did maybe too much things. Some people say that we did too much 
that was too much for a congregation. But I am grateful that we could do that and we did because it was good to do. We did because that was beautiful to be together, to work together, to to plan together and to enjoy the result of working together. And uh, I would like to say that uh, in, the, in this congregation, in the last 105 years, I am the fourth minister. So, this part of the history. So, this is our church, and uh, uh, this is a map, and you can see where we are. So, right in the middle of the country, in Transylvania and Romania like a country and our village is right at the border of the secular land and the fortified evangelical churches and fortresses and uh, we have some cultural diversity and this fortress is the closest one to our congregation is just 15 minutes to get there and visit them so and uh, there in a valley, right under the rainbow, uh, is this village, the other view, and with a beautiful small European church with 350 members. And uh, a winter picture. <laughs> and this is the inside of the church. And this is the parish house. As uh, stepping there on that congregation, I try to feel and figure out what is the emotional background of the congregation. And uh, we will see later some other buildings. So there is the, the parish house and uh, a big barn belongs to parish house and we have an old school the next community house and a big barn too there and uh, these buildings are from stone and those buildings uh, those four buildings were built in uh, in 30 years uh, in 18 from 1865 from to 1819 they built these four buildings so that was a really big effort from the congregation to build uh, and uh, now we are struggling to maintain those and rebuild those buildings and make uh, useful for nowadays so and we have a very beautiful Transylvanian gate as you are too as you have to here and uh, <coughs> uh, uh, and this is my family, so my wife and our daughter, and uh, that was a photo session in San Francisco in November this year. So, And uh, stepping uh, uh, to a new area for us, uh, so I, I was the youngest minister in the area, and uh, in one year we invited, in advance time, the, the ministers from the valley, the Catholic, the Reformat, the Lutheran, the Unitarian ministers, and uh, we shared... Um, 
a lunch, a dinner uh, together, uh, just to be together. And <laughs> they asked to that. Uh, so uh, that was the first time when uh, some minister they invited all the ministers and we were together. And they asked, why did you do that? So I said, that, okay, because it's good to be together. Because uh, even in Advent time we are really busy, and before Christmas a lot of things to do, and uh, uh, just to be together, to rest, and to have fun, and to feel the connection with the other ministers. The other, um, and uh, the, I, so I'm trying to uh, show some pictures how are uh, reflecting my simple way of thinking that. I am do. I did this uh, event because it's good to be together, and it's a really simple idea, just to be together and do something just for fun, just for good. And uh, part of the ministers and their families. So the congregational life, uh, we have a really uh, big. <laughs> board committee about 20 people and uh, I feel really lucky because there are a lot of young people and uh, young and strong and, <laughs> and uh, with new ideas and uh, we can work together because they can um, so we can apply new ideas how to make the congregation alive because they need to feel they, they feel the need of to do something new to do something for for the 21st century. So, and that was my ordination. So, uh, so, and uh, that was a really, a really uh, a deep moment in the congregation's life because, as as I said, that I am the fourth minister in congregation in less 100 years, and uh, that was the first time in the congregation's life when uh, the minister started uh, his ministry in, this, in that congregation. So the ministers before me, they uh, uh, were ministers one, for one or two years in other congregations, and after that they came. But the, the people were proud and they felt honored that uh, they have a minister who started uh, his ministry in that congregation. And uh, when is the ordination, the installation, the bishop, the bishop of the church is coming to the church. And it's still a really uh, big honor for the congregation the presence of the bishop, the first member of the church. So, and uh, that was another project uh, in my congregation. So, um, the first to make the yard. Uh, as he is, that was the first step because we uh, did uh, a small park, uh, some small branches to sit there and to be there. And we did this uh, statue, uh, it's a copy of a Hungarian statue in memory of those soldiers who, were, uh, uh, who died in two world wars. And that was really um, important for people because uh, that's the only uh, statue in memory of those people. And uh, there is an old lady in the congregation uh, whose father um, died in the Second World War. Uh, so uh, died or lost, uh, they don't know where uh, he died. And uh, after the statue, 
and uh, the names of the people they are written on the side of the statue and uh, she cried and uh, she said that now I am I feel that my father is is back home is at home and uh, he has a statue he has a, uh, a grief so uh, emotional is really deep for the people and uh, we did because we, we had to do we had because that was a, a sense so we need to do we had to do that we can go forward yes and uh, the bishop yes the bishop of the church and with the choir and uh, we initiated the choir in the congregation so uh, you know do you know how important is the music in a congregation's life and how important if uh, the congregation has a choir so uh, we did the same thing as the people together and singing it's not about the performance it's just about to be together and to sing and to, to love to be there and uh, another um, so the people from the, my congregation they feel that they are uh, isolated so they are living in a small uh, valley and they feel that they are alone that they are not connected with the other part of the district and uh, uh, for the choir it's a really good chance to uh, to make connection with other choirs because in every October there is a a retreat for choirs. In our district, uh, we have uh, 20 uh, congregations and we have 12 choirs. And so every October, those choirs, they meet, they sing together and they make connections. It was a really good way to connect uh, with the district, with the other people for the choir. Um, we have a couple a uh, couple workshops for family workshops so we have a lot of children we have um, about 50 children in the congregations and young families young couples and uh, my field uh, was and is about the pastoral care of uh, families pastoral care of uh, couples and we organized an, uh, a whole day event celebrating the 10 years of marriages and uh, is a long term project celebrating the different stages of um, marriages and uh, doing workshops uh, even for uh, women because uh, the, the people need to uh, need to feel the presence of uh, the church the, um, that we are trying to care about what, what they are doing and uh, what, with what they uh, str- are struggling and uh, trying to help them and um, for women's association self-awareness workshop sometimes we invite some uh, specialized people and uh, they talk about different things uh, and uh, we had we, we organized uh, the women's association too and uh, they made a lot of uh, good projects so it's really powerful so in the congregation we have a few musicians and uh, the question was so why not gather and uh, play together so uh, we asked a few people to together and we have a church band and we are playing new kind of music new religious songs and uh, all kinds of songs and it's really moving for people and uh, when we had the first concert uh, in our church 
uh, on a Christmas concert, this was really moving for those people and for their families uh, because they felt uh, again that it's an honor for those people to be in the church and, uh, and sing and play for, uh, for the congregation. Uh, yeah, so a lot of people from my congregation, uh, they work in Germany in springtime in agriculture, um, and um, so they know a lot about what is happening in Germany, so they had, the Germans had the Oktoberfest, and uh, we said that why we can do that too <laughs> and uh, when is our Thanksgiving at the end of September and the afternoon of Thanksgiving day we are organizing Oktoberfest and there is a Hungarian guyash and um, gypsy music <laughs> Hungarian gypsy music and um, a campfire and it's really good and other occasion uh, when we had a, a summer um, community gathering and here are about 120 people and uh, so the, the recipe for a good community event for us is a good place uh, a, a good goyage uh, gypsy musicians uh, and the people who gather so <laughs> that's uh, what we are trying to do and some advent red for, for children for women and St. Nicholas Day um, for children and we have a special uh, holiday that's at the Pentecost when the children wear traditional costumes and uh, uh, sing and uh, we are going around the village and uh, we ask uh, uh, the blessing of uh, God and uh, uh, for the people and uh, when you, we can, and when you are going around the village and sing and dance, the people give um, some candies, cookies, and some money too. And from that money, uh, that's the part of the budget for the summer camp. So we are organizing every year a summer camp just for children from the congregation because we have a lot of children in the congregation and we, we, we can make place for other children too so uh, the part of the budget is coming from the, from the people from the village and uh, the summer activities the camp activities and the, the summer camp is uh, the religious summer camp is is around the music so we are uh, teaching them songs and uh, how to feel and get the rhythm and we are it's also part of the camp that uh, they uh, listen to classical music and uh, we talk about the big uh, composers so we're trying to teach them about the classical music to the, the world music and the folk songs so it's a desert <laughs> some sweet some sweet bread and of course the campfire and uh, last summer we had a second summer uh, summer school so my wife is an English teacher at home in schools and uh, we organized um, a special summer school to not forget the English <laughs> and uh, this is our yard and uh, this is our big barn and we changed the, the inside of the barn and now is uh, um, for uh, 
activities for any kind of activities in the congregation is a really big space. So and and other. Um, other problem what we have that we don't have for different activities. So we have just a small room right near the sanctuary and just that and we, we need to do there all kind of activities during the year. So uh, the better future, we, uh, we operated the organ <laughs> and uh, with uh, with the master I was the assistant and we worked five weeks on the organ. <laughs> to be done and uh, it's really interesting how uh, the people uh, they feel really connected with the congregation with the church and even with the organ there is a woman who is living in New York here in the States and uh, she is visiting Dotkin every summer and uh, in the first year when I, after we went there uh, she was at home and she said that uh, I liked really much the the organ and how the sound of the organ and uh, I know that you are uh, doing different uh, projects and if you are if you will reparate the organ I will donate $1,000 for reparation the organ and in 2014 we had some budget uh, for reparation and uh, I called her and she said that okay I will give the $1,000 and that was just a, a quarter the support of the budget but that was really important and we could reparate the organ and it's, the beauty of the story is that right after we finished the work we reparated the organ uh, she was at home right on the first Sunday she could hear the sound of the organ so that, that was really uh, really beautiful and uh, the children carrying out groceries for the elderly. Um, so those groceries are, um, so it's not, not too much, not that big, but uh, the gesture of that uh, we are trying to care of them and to be with them, that's the most important, I think. And uh, at least the children, the youth, they learn more about the congregation lives. And uh, this summer, we, last summer, we had to reparate the organ because the tongue of the bell was broken in two, so <laughs> we had to do that too. And this is the old school and the new community house will be. <laughs> and we made a, a new roof and we are trying to continue the work for uh, for keep the building save the building and uh, and to have place for activities and to and to be to have chance to be together and we have the other big barn and uh, we have a project to make a, a village museum from that to save the old things uh, for uh, for present and for future so to be continued, and uh, so that's that's my ideology. That's my way of thinking. To to try to do the things for the deep meaning of them. So why is the the deep meaning? What is the main importance? What's the core of all things? And it's not about the building. It's about the connection with building 
the connection with the congregation, with connection with the family, with the ancestors, and uh, um, it's the hope in the future. So, thank you. So we have a few minutes for questions. Thank you for a really interesting talk. So my question is this. We had a speaker here last week or the week before that was talking about the unit, American Unitarianism is the one religion where you do not um, accept a, a, a set of beliefs, a faith. But we're kind of a we're we're a congregation of people who are in process of searching for that faith together, and I, you come from a different tradition, and I I just wonder what your reflection on that is between what Unitarianism in Hungary and Unitarianism in the United States. Thank you. Did that make sense? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so after five months in the States, I think that we are struggling with the same thing, but culturally different, differently. Because at home, we, we still use the Bible, and we still preach uh, from the Gospels, and uh, we don't worship Jesus, but we, we are trying to follow his teachings. And our core and concept about the Unitarianism is the, the true religion built by Jesus, and not Jesus Christ, but by Jesus. The Jesus uh, who was a human being, who was a teacher, who was... Um, a prophet, and uh, and his core of teachings is about the love and the justice, and uh, and about forgiveness. And uh, for mo- for most of the other denominations and religions in Transylvanian and Hungarian and Romanian area, we Unitarians there we are not Christians. <laughs> but, and it's true because we are not Christians on that way. So, and uh, as I see the people, the, the UUs, the Unitarians here in the States, they are trying to, uh, to find and uh, to share the same values about the love, about the care, about the compassion, about the justice in the world. But it's really interesting how uh, you in the States, you are um, trying to uh, find, to explore, uh, to share that values um, uh, without reflecting on Jesus' work. Um, so I think it's a really important and good way uh, to, to find the, the core of the human life, of the human being, as uh, uh, about the love and compassion and forgiveness and, and justice. And uh, I think we are trying to do the same thing at home, but uh, reflecting on how uh, Jesus uh, teached and spoke about these issues. And uh, it's really interesting, uh, the cultural differences. Question? 
My name is Greg, and uh, Max said something that I thought was interesting. He said, um, you come from a tradition very different than ours. And I just wanted to make sure that everyone knew that you are the tradition from which we come. Right? Yes. And, and so I wanted to also, you said something interesting, how you are very different than other um, Christian denominations in your area. And so they may look upon you... Uh, differently in the same way that many denominations in our area look differently upon us. Yes, that's true. Yes. And I'm, I'm wondering, what do you think of us? <laughs> what do the Unitarian Universalists, or, I'm sorry, what, uh, what do the Unitarians uh, in Romania think of the Unitarian Universalists in this country? So I, I can share my idea about this yeah. thing. And uh, I think that uh, what you are doing, it's a really good way to do. Uh, how you are trying to live your life and uh, how, it, how the way as you are trying to make the connection and uh, trying, searching the connection with some kind of divine, it's a, it's a really good way. And uh, I, sometimes I feel that it, it was really um, good and that will be the, the, the best way of uh, being a UU or a Unitarian that to, to share that values which you share but uh, accepting that concept of the divine and God what Jesus shared and uh, felt and uh, on your social justice work and uh, the different social activities work um, sometimes to reflect on uh, on Jesus uh, examples and Jesus teachings because that would be the, for my uh, point of view, the whole of how to, how is good and how the, um, the whole, the holiness of the UU, uh, UUism or Unitarianism. So I think uh, um, something is is missing from uh, both part both sides of the Unitarian uh, belief system and something if, uh, if I mention the, the, the name of God and I'm not saying the Holy Spirit or, uh, or just I'm saying just God I am thinking I'm always thinking about um, the God who is love who is caregiver and who is love and acceptance and, uh, and forgiveness. My concept of God is that. And I think that that concept of God will fit very well to your concept of, uh, about Yuyuism. Uh, Other questions? I'm 
I'm Stephanie Ann Blythe, and I'm uh, the chair of our partner church committee here. And I was noticing that your congregation is looking for a partner in the U.S. Uh, what would you like that partnership to be? I know from our experience with Home Road Uifalu, you know, we visit we visit occasionally, we send money every year, uh, but you know, we're always looking for a deeper connection uh, with our partner. So I was just wondering, you know, how we, how you would envision a, par- a partnership. Uh, as a minister. I, I would like to have a connection uh, with another minister or a group of people who are doing a lot of good things here. And uh, in my place of work, so I am trying to do too a lot of good things. <laughs> it was really good to share ideas, to share. Uh, um, uh, how, how some programs how they are going so to share it would be a professional uh, connection for me so how do you are doing things how I am doing things what can we learn from each other uh, on doing things and uh, that, that's the first uh, is when it's about me that's the, the main point about the connection and uh, uh, Preaching and visiting around the states, different congregations which have uh, partnerships. Those people who are involved in partnership movement, they are totally different. They think differently about the world. <laughs> they uh, they feel different, uh, and their values uh, they are I think different <laughs> from those people who are not involved in that movement. Say so they feel some deep deep connection with the nature. With the, with the what kind of uh, deep and uh, very simple religious feeling and uh, searching and uh, the connection between the people that will be the best uh, the best thing for uh, a partnership uh, in the United States and in the Western uh, Europe people are becoming less religious and I'm wondering in Romania, um, are, is the public uh, becoming less religious, and especially the younger people? Yes, yeah, so yeah, the, that's the way. <laughs> uh, so we, we have the same uh, uh, situation at home too. But, uh, so we have the, we have the, um, the picture of <laughs> the Western Europe and the States. <laughs> so we know what will be. And uh, I think uh, all uh, we, the church at home, we are trying to to change our profile and to do something uh, to to get those people. Because I feel that uh, it's not just about uh, to be less religious; it's just about to not accept that kind of uh, church and religious life which they can uh, uh, live and can. Uh, 
get in, in, in a normal way. So they need uh, alternative um, dates and occasions and services, a lot of different uh, things uh, as, as you are doing for those people because the schedule, the life of the people, they change. And uh, it's really interesting. So we are living there in uh, Transylvania, Romania, Hungary, and uh, the people, and being here, the people's life is almost the same as yours. The people's lifestyle, uh, what they are doing, how they are doing, uh, how, um, how many hours they are working, uh, is almost the same. Uh, almost the same. Uh, the difference is just uh, they are working for less money. <laughs> and that's the difference. Uh, speaking of money, I have a, a question. Since you were, you're stressing simplicity and your church, your building is much more simple and smaller than ours. And I, I wondered if, does your congregation have a lot of money problems? Because we have a lot of problems maintaining the, this building. And so I just wondered if uh, the simplicity means that you have less financial problems in your church. Um. No, the simplicity, it means that uh, we are trying to be less stressful about our situation. <laughs> because uh, we, have a, we still have a lot of problems with uh, sustaining the buildings and repairing and rebuild them. Uh, but we know that that's the situation and that's our, our uh, budget's uh, limits. And uh, we are trying to do... Um, what we can do uh, from our uh, power or s- there are some kind of works which we can do with common work that, that's the kolako in Hungarian, we ask some people okay just gather and do something to clean a place or do something with uh, w- what we can do and we are doing that and even if uh, so I, I don't know, maybe it's just um, a Hungarian style of, uh, of thinking, way of thinking, but even if you are looking at a building with love and you are <laughs> looking at the building, so what is with uh, it? Uh, it, the building, <laughs> uh, it feels very good about it. It just, just carry with affection and with, uh, you think with love, with affection to building and it's still something. <laughs> With uh, just to forget about, oh, it's the old building that doesn't, doesn't matter, it's not important. If you are just uh, to look at the building and, wow, we would like to repair, but we don't have money, but okay, just, just keep, just hold on, uh, it's really important. So we have the same situation, problems, we are trying to find resources way, but that's the way. But uh, even if we are doing something, uh, some small things year after year, it's still important and it's still a result and success. Thank you. Other questions? Laszlo, the people that, I'm delighted that your village has a lot of young people and young children. Where are the uh, people working and how many of them are just are still farming in the area? A lot of people, they are farming um, some, some uh, family, um, small farmies, and uh, from the village, about 60, 70 people every year, they are going to Germany to work in agriculture, and there they can earn money for the whole year. 
back home. And they are coming back and they are, uh, most of them they have some kind of little farms or some kind of uh, jobs and they are doing that kind of job too. But it's really hard for the children. When the, oh, sometimes the both parents they are going uh, to Germany and uh, so we are a little bit isolated so the, the closest uh, town is about uh, 20 minutes uh, and we are trying to do some activities for children for community, for different uh, uh, groups and even f- most importantly for the children uh, after school activities but what they cannot afford so to go to the big city or the town uh, and uh, that's why we have uh, folk dance uh, class we have music um, uh, class we have a guitar class uh, and different activities things uh, to uh, to know more and to learn more it's a uh, it's not about the religious, not about the church work, it's about the, the social work too for the children and for the congregation. We just have time for one quick question, so we can make it short. Hi. I was fascinated in the earlier program that I came to to hear about how the uh, village of Dacht is a border area and how you talked about the relationship between the Unitarians and the other religious group that's in the village. And I wondered if you could say a little bit about that. Um, yes. So uh, if you are living in a border in Transylvania, that means that you are living together with Romanians. And uh, perhaps do you know some uh, things that the, about the conflicts between the two ethnics uh, during the decades and or centuries? So we are... Uh, right in the middle of the valley and the two closest villages are total Romanians and even in in the village in Dotka there is a congregation uh, a Romanian congregation, there are living Romanian people uh, they are Eastern Orthodox Uh, but uh, the Everybody, everybody knows the both languages, speak Hungarian and Romanian too, the Romanians speak Hungarian too, and uh, it's kind of respect and uh, struggling and trying to keep the peace in the village. So they are living together uh, for centuries, and uh, they, are, they know that uh, they need to work together, they need, need to live together, and that's why they need to keep the peace. And there are also mixed marriages, uh, and culturally and religiously, uh, sometimes it's really hard to to keep the balance and the peace. But even uh, it's, it's always hard to keep the balance in the marriage, the family. No, <laughs> and uh, they are they are conscious about that. Uh, there is no place for political questions and no place for uh, ethnic conflicts. It's just about the peace and to be there and uh, try to lead because uh, always you need somebody to help you and you will help somebody to do something and always the balance and the peace. Thank you so much for this interesting presentation. (laughs)